Trending news right now. Let's see what happened in social media in the last 24 hours now. Talking to Loiso Matrigo, social commentator. Loiso, good morning to you. How are you on this Tuesday? Good morning, Asund. I'm doing very well, thanks. How are you doing on your side? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. How has your... I don't know if we can call this a morning because most people are not even up at this time. What do we call it? How's your evening? <laughs> <laughs> How's your evening been? How's load shedding treating well, you? Well, well, it is it is what it is, but I feel it is still business as usual, irrespective of the time. Um, it has been a good one. Um, I mean, we woke up and uh, we are still engaging with uh, what is trending currently in our nation and globally. Absolutely. So, yeah, it still, it still remains good. And how are you uh, being treated by load shedding? Are you okay? Are you in tatters? Well, for now, I am good because there's no load shedding at this time. Um, we had it about 11 for two hours from 11 to 1 o'clock. So we're still good. We, we're good to go for now. Yeah, I was hit. But we hope that soon we come to the end of this load shedding. Yeah, it's not going anywhere, this one. Let's just be honest about it. I was hit three times yesterday. I don't know what was happening. I, I was not okay. Hey? That's, that's really bad in every respect you can think of. No, but anyway, let's talk coalitions uh, since our elections has happened and, and all that that's happened. 66 municipalities remain hung uh, and these are up for grabs, including five metros and political parties have appointed their coalition negotiating teams. Let's start with what the DA is saying. Well, um, as, as things stand, we have observed um, um, that the local government elections are done and dusted. You have the DA there who have put it up front that um, they are not looking forward to make any collisions with parties such as the ANC. Um, and that's not really closed doors on other parties other than the EFF, of course. And they've um, previously indicated um, that uh, the EFF, we know all the allegations with regards to the bank's allegations about the EFF and its deals, which are kind of dodgy in terms of the DA that they're not looking forward to make any collisions with, with such parties. And um, I think it is also interesting to note that um, when it comes also to the ANC, in fact, in fact, there is a door that is open for the DA mm-hmm. um, with the ANC, and one would just wonder what is going to happen throughout the week, whether this, this is something that we will see happening, a collision between the ANC and the DA, and my prospect is that um, it is not likely to happen. But you will never know these are politics. Anything is possible on the cards. And uh, in fact, uh, in, in going forward, I would like us to also check the ANC. That as things stand, um, the ANC needs to form a majority government in, in places such as Tuane. It needs an extra 33 seats. In Johannesburg, it needs about 45 more seats. And in Ekulen, it needs an additional 23 seats in order for it to govern. And it's also important to note that um, the NC also needs support in Etiquini, in Guadalupe Natal, and the Nepal Mandela Bay in Quebecer, where it is short of 16 and 13 seats, respectively. So this means that the prospects for collisions are very high, and one would wonder, for me, what are the prospects for service delivery when these prospects for collisions are very high. But at this point in time, we cannot be talking about service delivery. That should be um, something that is next on the agenda. You'll remember just to uh, remind our listeners that the main aim of these collisions is for one to govern. What we'll just wonder now, does this practice not defeat the very same people that they aspire to achieve? Perhaps the ANC and the DA can tell us more about the lessons that have run from 2011 and 2016 local government elections. So with all these, um, these collisions, we know these are collisions of convenience. 
and they've been previously used by political parties to get the positions to be in power. But what is also clear that has come out from um, the parties is that, in fact, the parties that are regarded as um, opposition parties, your Action FA, that's your, 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 your new baby on the blog, um, Action FA and the DA and the IFP have both have all voted out. Um, they are not willing to work with the ANC. And it was interesting yesterday when the uh, ANC president lambasted these opposition parties by stating that um, they are boasting, they are boasting that they will not enter into collision with the government with their own party, saying that well, the ANC was not also not keen into getting bad with them either. So we will we, just observe and see whether there is food in these statements by um, the ANC president. Well, fact, the, the like DA, to, uh, just to retract, uh, I mean to to yes. go back a bit. The DA, I mean, is using their experience because they had that uh, arrangement. It, it was informal in Johannesburg and Swane mm-hmm. with the EFF, and, and they're saying they'd rather not get into any coalition with the ANC or EFF, and they'd rather just reach agreements. Uh, I mean, they don't want to reach agreements with parties that don't share their value, so they would rather just uh, sit on the opposition benches. So what does that mean mm-hmm. then? I mean, because they're looking instead at the national elections that will happen in 2024. Does that translate as, well, we're just going to sit back and watch the opposition shoot themselves on the foot like they seem to have been and we'll wait for 2024 for the people to see more mess up? Well, from what you've said, Azanda, we we, we would say um, at face value, if they are saying that they're willing um, to to, to just sit on, uh, on the bench, um, and observe what then happens. At, at the face really, one will say that they have learned from the collision, which was a disaster, um, which did not lead into the um, imagined or anticipated service delivery. But this is the same thing that also the ANC has said, that if the people uh, are not voting for us or we do not get um, the majority votes in these cities, and these metros, we are willing to sit on the bench. So they, they've said, the ANC has also said, uh, sang the same gospel, the sang the same song. Um, it's a matter of time for us to see exactly who is telling us the truth here, because at some point we all know that the DA as an opposition party does want to govern in these municipalities. Same applies with um, the ANC. They do want to govern. And as I was saying, it's only a matter of time. We will see within the week um, what will transpire. We, with respect to these um, statements that we have, we have heard from the governing party and the DA. The DA does want to get together with Action SA, though, because they say they do share uh, quite a few uh, policies with Action SA, which would make sense because Action SA leader uh, had left the DA. So coming from that background, then, there would be similarities in there. What do you make of that? Well, there is a possibility of that um, collision taking place, Asanda. Um, you remember that as the new block, actually, let's say it is um, in, in the frame of things. Um, it, has, it has won about 16% votes in the city of Johannesburg. And I think also for, um, for, for, for actually, say, it is adamant that it will not work for the ANC. This leaves, therefore, the DA as a potential majority partner for it. But there is a statement that was made by the leader, Henan Mashaba, for of action yesterday that um, it will be whichever party that shares its values and importantly, um, which will agree to hand over the moral chain, you know, the, 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 the moral leadership, the moral chain to its leader with Henan Mashaba. 
So this is where things, I think, will get a bit tricky. Uh, because, it is tricky um, because the they, they all say this. We'll work with the party that has, shares the same policies <laughs> as us, but we know the policies of these top three or four are very different. So they're essentially that's, saying we're not going to work with anyone. That's, 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 that's very true. Um, I think it's just uh, at this stage, uh, it's just mind things that we, we are getting as, as, the, as the public that we are getting from, from, from these leaders. But let me tell you the truth is that the truth of the matter is that there will be collusion. Um, actually, SA has nothing to lose. In fact, it has gained so much already. Um, they, they, they will work on terms. It's a matter of when we get into these negotiations, it's a matter of um, what is it that you are willing to let go in order for you to gain something, what is the bigger picture. And I think at this stage, actually, SA will be willing um, to collude with, um, with the PA. However, there is that tricky part of, uh, of the mayoral chain, the mayoral candidate being given to the leader. I don't know. Uh, whether seen even um, the DA leader will be willing to do that because mm. he has said a statement that the DA appears to be unwilling to let go of that mayoral seat um, to a party that has just gained 16% of the vote. So uh, again, again, um, it's, it's a matter of negotiations. Um, we will see who is willing to let go in order to get something in return and what is it that you are willing to sacrifice um, in, 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 in getting uh, what, whatever that you think will make you to govern a particular city. But for SNSA, it seems like um, a party that most will claim um, that they are willing to make collusion with it. The understanding that Action SA's leader, Herman Mashaba, wants to become Johannesburg mayor, has he actually confirmed this? And what would it mean then for Action SA in 2024 if he indeed did win that position? Well, for, I think for, for Herman Ashaba, um, already he has won a lot. Um, we, we didn't anticipate the outcomes that we have observed. There's something uh, that he has done very well on the ground um, in, in terms of his manifesto, in terms of reaching out to the people. And I think at this stage, um, by, by getting this number of votes just for the city of Johannesburg, about 16% of votes, it simply means to me that he is on the right track and if it happens that he gets um, the, the mayoral candidate, uh, it's a matter of um, the, the Emin Mashaba um, delivering the services to the people, as, as he is known of doing, delivering this, the service to the people, and which would make, for me, the, the, the path to grow, to grow from strength to strength towards um, 2024. And, and you can only anticipate that um, should the services be delivered to the people, then it means action next will be stronger than it has been during these municipal elections that we've just had. What do you make of the sentiments of the IFP saying that they will not get into coalitions for the sake of coalitions, that there's more to this than that? What, what is the more? <laughs> it, is, it is very interesting what is taking place right now um, in, 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 in KwaZulu-Natal. Um, there, there is a lot that, that has been said, um, one, by the ANC about the IFP and what has been said by the IFP about the ANC and other parties. You will remember just to recall that the IFP scored about um, 24.29% um, in, 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 in KwaZulu-Natal. And this is, this is a major achievement for them um, as compared to what has taken place over the, over the past years. It means that there are more, more, many members that I anticipate from the ANC who have um, changed shares, you know, and moved to, um, to, to the 
IFP, and you'll know the, what has been happening in in in, in, in that part of our, our, our of, of of the province. Now, what, the question is, what 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 would be more in this regard? I think the IFP is seated in a position whereby it can make uh, more demand to the ANC if the ANC wants to make collusions with it. But I don't see this happening. Um, understanding the politics of KwaZulu-Natal and what has transpired over the past few months. So, so uh, we're going to observe and see what happens. But it's also interesting, Asanda, uh, a statement that came um, from the Premier of KwaZulu-Natal, uh, which contradicts with the national leadership of ANC when Zekarala came out and, and, and stated that um, he was urging the political parties, you know, in the hangman's policies to work together in order to form governments that would deliver the service to the people. And according to him, he claims that uh, the low turnout by the electorate in the November elections, it was an indicator that the voters declared that there should be no outright winner. So his message was clear that um, there the, the should be political parties that work together through the democratic process of co-governing in KwaZulu-Natal. But me and you probably both uh, know that uh, this is not this won't be easy Mm-mm. in KwaZulu-Natal. You know, it's um, going to be very uh, tricky. I, I mean, across the board, not just in KZN, because the ANC is mm. the common denominator in these hung municipalities, and it doesn't seem like uh, anyone wants to work with them. Even the EFF, who's saying they could. They want to come with conditions. They want full, full control in appointing municipal managers and senior managers. They want an agreement on oversight functions. So they're kind of saying no also. Exactly, exactly. Um, nationally, I mean, uh, every party, every opposition party right now um, wants to take um, the, the ANC out of the governing seat in these municipalities. I mean, you just spoke up about the EFF, um, which is... Uh, made quite a number of uh, daring demands, you know. Um, so whoever is, comes and knocks at the door of the EFF, um, you should know uh, your story and whether you'll be willing to exchange um, for for the demands that the EFF, EFF is making. For example, one of those um, demands that that they have made is that, um, I mean, they, they want the implementation of its of their ideological demands, such as the nationalization of the Reserve Bank, cancellation of student debts, and the creation of state bank. Mm. Um, I mean, um, the, I think the list is endless. Now, 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 you see, this is what makes the EFF to be the EFF. It was one of the important things about the EFF. Now, who is willing to 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 fulfil all these demands to a party that has just won uh, by by a smaller? Portion and they've the never election. run a municipality. So, you know that has never run a municipality, but it, it does. It does have what uh, it, it does have the votes. You know, even though it is not leading, but these are the votes that you 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 want on your side in order for you to govern. But now with these demands, these demands are basically saying stay away from me. You know, because um, I don't see ANC or any other party uh, agreeing with um, those demands because there are fundamental differences. Uh, based on these demands and what the TA will say, what the ANC will say here and there. It's just going to be interesting in terms of service delivery. I mean, I think if if anything, uh, the results are just a wake-up call for the ANC to say the people have not been happy with the governing of the ruling party. But moving forward from this point, it's I don't think, I think it's just going to be confusion. People will be happy in one area, others won't be in another, because it's just going to be a mixed masala of different service delivery mandates and a lack of service delivery in, in other areas. We'll see. Well, that, 
that's that's exactly what we have observed uh, previously. Um, I think in terms of this collusion, I think the the DA and the ANC have got a better story to tell us <laughs> uh, on based on those lessons that are drawn from the previous collusions. Uh, I think it's also important that um, on the point that you have just raised that we don't lose the focus because it seems like. Um, when we speak of collusion, according to the parties, the more, there is more focus on governing. Mm. But when we govern, the ultimate goal is to deliver the services to the people. And this is where we miss the mark. When they have colluded, we don't see the services going to the people. However, we have here the gospel being preached that there will be services that go to the people, but people don't experience this. Hence, there is this wake-up call to the ANC now people voting against the ANC um, and, and the ANC losing uh, about the 50 56% that they had in provinces such as KZN. People, because people are, are not happy with what is happening. And the question will be, is from my side, will this collusion ultimately result to the desired outcome of services going to the people? And it's only time that will tell. Yeah. Let's talk uh, hashtag Travis Scott now. There was an Astro World Festival that he has founded, that he hosted, and uh, unfortunately eight people were killed at this concert because of a stampede. What happened here? I found that th- th- this is a, a very devastating story. You know, you're having people uh, going to a show to unwind, to be happy, mm. you know, and and a result ending up not going back home. Uh, just to give context also to our listeners, you'll remember that um, this is an event that was launched in 2018 by the Astro World Festival organizers and the well-known rapper Travis Scott. Uh, however, this this one resulted a deadly sentence which took place on the opening night of the Astro Festival. Um, it is reported that uh, there were about 50,000 people that were attending this outdoor event. And consequently, there was a crowd rush that left eight people dead during the opening night. And this is what the, this is according to the emergency officials. They state that there was a panic that broke out after the crowd began to press towards the front of the stage. You know, when people, I assume that it's when people are having fun and they want to be close um, to to the rapper. So that's the report that we have received um, from the side of the emergency officials. So it is also reported that about 11 people were taken to hospital in cardiac arrest, and from that, eight people actually died. And some there are also some casualties that are reported to be as ages. Now, uh, I mean, there are names that are already out um, that have been released by the Harris Harris country uh, of these eight victims uh, that have passed on. And you note, Asanda, with these names that these are very young people Mm. uh, who were looking forward to the event, wanted to have fun. You know, you know how how Travis reached out to, to the young people. You know, so uh, unfortunately, this one um, resulted uh, to a devastating and an unimaginable, liberal, unimaginable tragedy that just occurred. Imagine, I mean, ranging and, from the age of 14, uh, and they, I think the eldest being 27 in terms of the deaths. But beyond the, the stampede, uh, there are also uh, allegations that there could have been somebody injecting people with drugs there. A police officer, or a security officer rather, not a police, saying that he felt a prick on his neck. It's believed that there was hmm. somebody walking around with a, a syringe injecting people. It's, there the, are the, 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 a lot of allegations that have gone out, um, Asanda, with regards to this. 
And I think we are observing uh, also the official statements that come out. Um, I mean, one one of the one of the allegations that have come out on top of those um, that you've just shared about the injections injection that was uh, going around for people. There's a statement that came from um, Danish Pig's brother. Danish Pig is one of the 20, is, is, is the 27-year-old victim that passed out. Um, he, he, says, he says that his brother at the time was trying to uh, to protect the fiancé, you know, out of the situation, and which resulted in him losing his life. And there's a statement um, that, 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 that this gentleman says, uh, the brother of the deceased, that um, this is an event, this is an event that could have been um, this this occurrence could have been avoided. He says that there is an occurrence whereby a stage whereby they actually shouted that the event should stop, but the show went on as it was on stage. He did not stop. So he says that this is something that could have been avoided. This situation that could have been managed, but the organizers of the show did not act in accor- accordingly with what was taking place. As a result, lives have been lost. Uh, so, we so find what ourselves the, today in this situation. What the officials are saying that the concert was brought to an end by 10 p.m., having started at 9.30 p.m., does not match then what you're saying. Because also, th- there's reports of the rapper himself on stage just calling out for people to help out, but not actually calling out for the concert to stop. He was you know, just trying to get uh, the emergency personnel to pinpoint mm. where mm. the people who need help are. And he's doing this from the stage, but he's not saying, let's stop the concert. Definitely, definitely. I think we are likely to get these contradicting views at this point in time because um, as the, an official statement that comes from the organizers of the event will make sure that they don't uh, indicate themselves in, in any sort of uh, um, something that they will not be able to stand on because it is likely that, um, in fact, as, as we are speaking, this matter uh, is already with the attorneys, you know, um, um, mm. the law is taking its course. So, so, so it's likely that we're going to have um, contradicting views um, of the occurrence. You know, and but, in this yeah, area, I mean, we, we've decide. got people in with cell phones, so everybody attending, I'm sure, is going to be able to submit their Everything footage. Is but, but also, I mean, this, before mm. the actual, you know, stage main event earlier, I mean, part of the festival is that there's merchandise that are sold. So there's booths early in the day where festival goers can buy some uh, some regalia, I guess. But some of the uh, young ones that attended that were saying there were just too many people, and they described that even as chaos before even going into the main concert, some were saying it was it felt like a riot. So hmm. why hmm. was this yeah. not even heeded? Hence, hence the, 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 there is a statement um, in line with, with what you, you, you just said. You just said that um, on top of these 50,000 people um, that uh, we had attending, remember we are not certain, um, as much as there were 50,000 people, we are not certain of the capacity of the venue. We know that it was an outdoor event, but we're not certain of uh, how the, the capacity. But um, based on what has occurred, we can tell that um, the, the, the numbers uh, on their own were too much. Um, for, 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 for this event. Well, the tickets, the now, tickets the, sold are normally 50,000, and this year, because last year it was cancelled because of COVID, this year they doubled mm, the mm. amount of tickets. So we don't know if they've bought all the 100,000 tickets, but even that on its own is uh, quite an oversight because to go from 50,000 tickets 
to opening to 100,000 tickets, and these were sold as far back as mm. May, you should have seen that uh, too many tickets have been sold. I mean, exercises were sold out. So my assumption is that 100,000 tickets were sold. We don't know then that mm. if, if mm. all those 100,000 mm. people showed up, but it was definitely not 50,000 as they normally mm. sell for this Astroworld yeah, Music came, Festival. So, so that also well, well, uh, leads us to wanting questions answered then by those who are selling tickets. Well, given the, given the answer, uh, I mean, there has to be answers to this. Um, the, 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 as part of, on what you're saying, as part of the lawsuit claims, uh, claim that went out, um, the, the lawyer for Manuel Souza and Patrick Stennis, they state that um, there was a motivation for profit at the expense of the concert goers, at the expense of their health and their safety. So, uh, I mean, the health, in fact, the organizers of the event were actually wanted to make a quick buck um, and they overlooked everything, every other red flags, you know, that were picked up uh, prior to the event. Yeah, so, I think maybe it yeah, will also the, pose questions in terms of now post-COVID. Do we fill uh, capacity in terms, I mean, we know that uh, venues have a certain amount of capacity, but do we have to fill up until that amount that it can take, or do we leave, leave it at, at less than to... I mean, we are still within a, a pandemic, besides this kind yes. of thing happening. Why is Drake also being uh, having a lawsuit against him? I mean, he was a guest appearance. This is not his concert. Well, he, he, he was appearing, and I'm not sure at this stage um, of, of his influence in terms of... Um, the event. Well, it is put to us that um, this is this is an event that he attended. But looking at the previous record, um, these are the organizers. The organizers of the event are people that um, he has been working for with for a while. Um, as I said initially, that uh, this event was launched in 2018 by Astro Astro uh, World Festival organizers. And from the onset, from the initial stages of this event, um, Travis Scott was, was, was part of um, this event. Yeah, but so Drake, but they, Drake they was are, just a they, guest appearance. Why is he being having, a, a, why is the lawsuit also implicating him? Uh, I'm not sure at this stage, uh, Asanda, I will be lying. It's not um, fair, um, we, isn't it? We, 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 we can only wait and see on, on why, or in terms of why is his name also um, implicated um, in this. What is it that uh, might have not yet um, been shared with mm. us? Because it wasn't the only guest appearance. There's other artists yes, who also there are many appeared. other well-known um, artists who were part of now this event. So we can only, it's a matter of time uh, yeah. because before all this is shared to the public. Uh, let's why talk quickly. He also part of this. Uh, Bafana, Bafana now. Uh, they're going to be facing Zimbabwe in uh, on Thursday. And the good news is that uh, spectators are allowed this time, but there's obviously a limit. Yes, I think about 1,500 spectators are allowed to be part of um, this uh, event. And it is good news for the spectators. It is also good news uh, for Bafana Bafana, uh, who will have people to cheer them um, in this very important game. And you'll remember that, Asanda, this is, uh, we are working towards qualifying uh, for, for, for the World Cup, for the 2022 World Cup. And uh, we are actually um, itching towards the World Cup where the Zimbabwe are actually out of the contention. So this is a penal, a, a, a penal teammate group clash um, that we are observing here. And um, the, 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 the coach of South Africa has also stated that it is a make or break stage for his side and their hopes in their hopes of qualifying for the 2022 World Cup ahead. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we are all, all looking forward um, to, to, to what is likely to take place. 
uh, back home with the support of South Africans. And at this stage, uh, I think there's nothing less than a victory that will take South Africa um, to the next stage of this event. As things stand, South Africa is seated uh, with 10 points, um, with nine points for Ghana just behind them. With all of these teams, they have played four games. So South Africa basically, the, the sum is simple for them as a stage. Win on Thursday so that you can be able to win on, on, on Sunday against Ghana. So nothing less is required from South Africa at this stage. A win, it will be good enough for them to take them to the next stage. All right, kick off at 9 p.m. on Thursday. And uh, if you have 100 rand, then you can be one of those 1,500 f- uh, football fans there. Remember, remember. In addition to that, uh, when you go to the stadium, it's only those who are vaccinated yes. that have to be there. Okay, I see that our wellness corner. It doesn't seem like they are able to speak to us, so we got a little bit more time uh, because of load shedding woes. I think their phone is not uh, going through. This is what we deal with. Hey, even broadcasting is affected <laughs> by, by load shedding, Louis. So what can we do? So then, because we've got time, let's talk uh, hashtag Zondo Commission. Then the key witness there fleeing South Africa. So this whistleblower and author Ethel Williams has left South Africa because he's saying, listen here, I don't feel protected as a whistleblower because here is Babita Diokaran who was assassinated as a whistleblower. So let me rather leave. This one is also a a sad state of affairs. Um, I mean, you'll remember uh, Mr. Ethel Williams He's a former ethics lecturer at the University of Cape Town, mm-hmm. and he is among those 278 witnesses who have testified at the public inquiry. And this is a citizen of the nation, uh, I mean, other than his role that he was playing with ethics at the University of Cape Town. It means that he is one person um, who, 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 who is living the gospel that he is preaching, you know, when we speak of ethics. But we are seeing here um, a person who is acting in the public interest, a person who is defending this country. However, um, we, we, we're, not, we're not seeing um, the government on our side, the intelligence system on our side, protecting the weaknesses. You know, uh, it makes one wonder now what precedence is being set um, by our government when they fail to protect the citizens with interests of the nation at heart. You remember that um, it, it, it is expected that um, you appear to the Zondo uh, Commission when you are called as a witness. Um, if, if you beg to differ with that, uh, look at what took place um, when our former president, Zuma, was convicted of contempt for refusing to appear before the commission. Now, the question is, what then happens when the very same commission uh, does not provide protection that you require? These opinions that we're speaking of, mm. uh, there's a lot of stake, uh, not only for the individuals who are implicated, also for the witnesses. You know, these are people with families, yet they, they speak for the truth, but now they find themselves uh, being, being fearing for their lives, you know. Uh, as much as he has, he has, he has left the country, uh, as a result of this, you can only think also about the family. You know, how is the family feeling at home? Are they safe? You know, uh, he might not be here, but what's the state of the family? Are they safe? You know, so this this raises quite a number of questions. Asanda, one one of the questions that I have with regards to this, which just raises eyebrows for me, is that could this be an indication that um, they are also implicated? Hence, the whistleblowers like Alpha cannot be protected. Is our government compromised? 
in any way. Hence, there's no urgency to protect um, those uh, who have come up front and stood for the truth. You know, we really do not need another um, geocurrent case who was assassinated for being a whistleblower. Um, I mean, there needs to be urgency in terms of dealing with these issues. And this is not the first and the last one, um, Asanda. Well, in response to your question, I mean, he kind of did touch on it, William, saying that you would think that it's only a few bad apples that are involved in the state capture, but the reality is that there are many important and influential people. I mean, to answer your question of do maybe government Mm. uh, officials are involved in in, uh, the whole disturbing reality, but he's saying that there's a lot of influential people who we revere in society. These are people who sit on boards, who sit on committees and lead grant initiatives and organizations. So they maybe could be funding some government uh, you know, initiatives. So therefore, they, in a way, are part of government. We, we, we are in trouble. If that is to be true, as Atoll has said, we, we, it then means um, we, we are in trouble as a nation. There is a lot uh, that needs to be visited. Um, this therefore tells me that you, you've got, um, you've got, uh, uh, I mean, uh, rotten, rotten potatoes who are seated in positions of power, who cannot be touched. Whoever goes against them, uh, and then, and then, uh, I mean, the rest will not be desired for that person. So, so again, it takes us back to wh- who do we then go to? In such a case, you know, um, if those who are seated in power are that rotten to an extent that even the law cannot touch them, well, we do say that uh, no no one is is, is uh, greater than the law, but that's not what we are currently observing now, you know. So it raises a lot of concern. Well, those about are the lawmakers themselves. Exactly, <laughs> the government exactly, are the lawmakers; exactly. they're the custodians of that law. But also, thirty-nine parties being implicated, it would make it also very difficult to pinpoint if there were attacks where the attacks are coming from. Because there's so many places they could be coming from if 39 parties are implicated. Exactly, exactly. Um, I think, I, think, uh, I mean, there, there, there are a lot of people being involved here. Uh, that's, that's a clear concern for, for uh, Apple, um, which resulted in him departing. Because if you, you won't know where, where this comes from. Um, he already reported that um, there, there were threats that were coming, um, I mean, one threat is enough. You don't need more threats in order for you to know that there's something bad coming. Now, if you've got about 39 parties, you know, it means there are many people that you have touched. In fact, there are many powerful people in South Africa um, that, that uh, you, you have touched, you know. And this required agency um, from, from those with, in fact, from the lawmakers in, in terms of protecting um, at all in this, in, in the, at all Williams in this, in, in this instance. Perhaps could, again, uh, is this an indication that those who are supposed to protect these witnesses are also implicated in this? Hence, they do not respond with agents, agency. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, Asanda, that uh, we, we, we do have, in fact, in terms of the South African law, uh, there is a law that protects the whistleblowers. But what we are observing right now is that it is not robust enough to guarantee the safety of people. Yeah, and, and the sad thing is that some whistleblowers... Mm, then some whistleblowers will not have the resources that uh, Professor Williams has where he can leave the country, you know? So if they feel like they don't, even, uh, they don't even have that option to protect themselves by leaving, they won't come forward. How do we clamp down on corruption if our whistleblowers are not protected? Let's leave it there. Uh, we are out of time now. Thank you so much for joining us, Louis. So happy Tuesday to you.
Thank you very much, Afanda, uh, for inviting me over. Uh, happy Tuesday to you and your listeners too. Our pleasure. Thanks. Loiso Matriko, social commentator discussing what's happened in social media in the last 24 hours.